Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about why engineers tested a temporary smart tattoo that emits light, a female vampire bat that adopted her best friend's baby, and how you can sharpen your mind with device-free quiet time. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Scientists at University College London and the Italian Institute of Technology have taken wearable tech to a whole new level. They've created a temporary tattoo that glows, and it's good for more than your next rave. This techie tattoo relies on the same components that create the display on your TV or smartphone. They're called organic light-emitting diodes, or OLEDs. The temporary tattoo sandwiches the OLED between two insulating layers that have electrodes inside. The electrodes create the circuit that makes the OLED light up. Those three layers are stuck to the same kind of adhesive paper that you would use with a regular temporary tattoo, like you would pass out at a kid's birthday party. You stick it on the same way, with water and a little bit of pressure. And the whole thing is incredibly thin, thinner than a red blood cell. But this tattoo isn't just a fashion statement. The team was able to stick the device on paper, plastic, glass, and even an orange. Their hope is that electric tattoos could help keep your fridge fresh by lighting up when, say, your milk or bananas are about to expire. They could also help keep athletes safe by hooking up to sweat sensors and illuminating when an individual is dehydrated. Imagine that, glow-in-the-dark Ashley at the end of a marathon. I'd wear it. <laughs> the possibilities in the medical field are gigantic. The device can combine with other sensors to let diabetics know when their blood sugar is off kilter. Sign me up. Or alert doctors to a change in a patient's condition. It could help with cancer treatment, too. There's a treatment called photodynamic therapy that uses special drugs called photosensitizing agents to kill cancer cells. These types of drugs need light to turn on and go to work. Once they're absorbed by cancer cells, they create a chemical reaction that either kills the cancer cells outright or destroys the blood vessels that feed them. The problem is that photodynamic therapy only works where light can reach. So it's possible that physicians could turn this light-up tattoo inward to help treat some more hard-to-reach places. Or you could simply use it to give yourself light-up fingernails. I mean, that's pretty cool on its own, right? This next story is so sweet and so sad. Scientists recently saw a female vampire bat adopt her best friend's baby after her death. But this isn't just a tearjerker. It's also teaching scientists more about why animals adopt babies that aren't related to them. Researchers at the Smithsonian Tropical Research Institute have been studying vampire bats in an effort to figure out how they form social bonds. For this study, they captured bats from three different areas in Panama and brought them into the lab. The three habitats were far apart, so the bats had never met each other before they arrived. Once the bats were settled into their new home, the researchers recorded them on camera for about six hours a day for four months. The researchers watched the bats form social bonds as they shared food and groomed each other. One vampire bat named Lilith had recently given birth, and she got sick during the study. During her captivity, Lilith had bonded with another female bat, B.D., when Lilith was sick, B.D. groomed and shared food with her. 
and she'd allow Lilith's baby to climb on top of her. On the day Lilith died, the researchers noticed that BD was lactating, even though she hadn't been pregnant or had a baby of her own. She was ready to care for her friend's baby, and that's what she did. BD groomed, fed, and nursed Lilith's pup. So why did BD adopt a baby that wasn't hers? Well, one theory is that because BD and Lilith were friends, BD felt extra responsibility for Lilith's baby. BD shared food with Lilith more than any other bat, and BD and Lilith were each other's primary grooming partners. Another possibility is that all that contact with the baby while Lilith was sick triggered a neuroendocrine response that made BD start lactating to prepare for adoption. This adds to our knowledge about why this kind of adoption, known as non-kin adoption, happens in the wild. Previous research has offered reasons ranging from it being a side effect of regular parenting instincts to it just being personally rewarding to the adopter. Adoption because of a pre-existing relationship is a fairly new idea, and thanks to this selfless vampire bat, we better understand how and why these adoptions happen. Technology has helped a lot of us stay better connected during the pandemic, but you can have too much of a good thing. So here's a story we did back in 2018 that we hope will make you think twice the next time you think about reaching for your phone when you don't need to. Cody, do you ever set aside quiet time, like no interruptions from your phone or other devices? I don't set it aside, but occasionally I literally get home and I just sit on the couch and just don't do anything. That's good. Like anything, anything, like kind of stare off into space. Yeah. It's almost not good because it's so (laughs) anti doing anything. But uh, I think sometimes your brain just needs to be able to reset. You know? Yeah. Well, you take that time for yourself when you're running and stuff, right? I do. And but, you know, sometimes I'm still very connected when I'm running because I usually have a podcast or music I'm listening to and I'll have my my Garmin watch, you know, that's like connected to my phone. And a lot of runners say that you should go on a few runs without any devices. And I haven't done that, actually. Mm. I mean, not recently. Well, you might want to start taking a break from your emails, your texts, your phone calls, Facebooking and all the other devices and noise you deal with every day. We'll call it quiet time, but we don't mean just sitting and staring off into space, Cody. (laughs) Although that would certainly count as quiet time, too. Quiet time is anything that doesn't involve technology or social interaction. It's self-care. We've talked about research showing that Facebook can make you feel bad. And even just taking a five-day break from Facebook can lower people's levels of cortisol, a hormone associated with stress. But it goes beyond that. Downtime is critical to reaching your full mental capacity. Research shows that mental rest and reflection can boost learning and memory, and other studies back its ability to get the creative juices flowing. So you can read a book or write in a journal or take a hike. Whatever you do, it'll be good for your brain. And if you don't know where to start, then try making bedtime quiet time. Studies show that people who spend the most time on their phones spend the least time sleeping and have a lower quality sleep when they do get shut-eye. I even changed my bedtime habits, and I pass out right away. So try some quiet time and see what happens. All right, well, let's recap what we learned today, starting with the fact that scientists created a temporary tattoo that glows using OLEDs. And they didn't just do it to make a fashion statement. There are actually a ton of super cool potential medical applications, from checking a diabetic's blood sugar to helping activate drugs and cancer treatments. Yeah, I know a couple weeks ago, we just talked about how we don't often cover new and emerging technology. 
But we wanted to talk about this because of the surprising applications of it. Like light emitting tattoo. Mm, okay, that's kind of cool, I guess. But like, there's going to be a lot of work on this in the future because of the huge, broad variety of applications. Now, I mean, not to mention they actually made one, right? Well, the other thing about this is that medical tattoos are huge. Just it's a huge thing that people are constantly working on. It's a very active area of study. And so this is definitely not a flash in the pan. This is definitely an incremental improvement in something that people have been working on for a very long time. Yeah. Also, I am looking forward to seeing these at raves. For sure. (laughs) We also learned that researchers saw a vampire bat adopt her best friend's baby after the friend's death. This is called non-kin adoption, and it went so far as the friend even beginning to lactate despite not having gotten pregnant or having a baby of her own. It could have been that the extensive contact with the baby had triggered a neuroendocrine response, but more research is needed. Either way, super bittersweet. Yeah, and just, you know, to be totally clear, non-kin adoption just refers to adopting an individual that isn't related to you. So the other the other version, kin adoption, would be like maybe if Lilith's sister had adopted the baby. There's still some genes being shared there, so it makes a little bit more sense from an evolutionary standpoint. But when you're not related, it's like, well, you're not passing your genes on by taking care of this baby. Why are you doing it? And that's why it's so interesting to researchers. Yeah. And we also learned that you should try some device-free quiet time to make your life a little better. Simple advice, but, you know, I think we could all use some simple advice sometimes. It's self-care. Unplugging for a little downtime can boost learning, memory, and creativity, and maybe even help you sleep better. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. When I stopped looking at my phone before bed, when I started plugging it in across the room before climbing in bed, completely changed my life. Completely. I sleep so much better. I am so much more calm. I don't wake up in the middle of the night thinking that I need to check my phone, which, you know, you know who you are. You do that. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it, it is life-changing. Please try it. I think it's really different for single people because when I look back, the number one reason I developed the habit of checking my phone all the time was when I was in the dating world and I was always checking for texts. That's so true. Texts and the dating apps, you know, you, you, you got to see if you got a match. It's very, it's very addictive and you do it all the time. Right. And once I was in a steady relationship, I kept checking it and I was like, wait, why am I doing this? <laughs> right. You know, my new life hack is I, at the end of the day, when I log off my computer, I leave my phone in my office. I know everyone working from home doesn't have, you know, sometimes you're doubling a bedroom and office, for example, maybe you don't have a separate space where you work, but Just putting it away with your computer, turning it off, leaving it. When I go downstairs in my living room, I'm just like more alive, just like looking at trees out the window or like being present in my living room. It's freeing. It's extremely freeing. And I think that the more people can create some kind of separation between their I have my phone on me world and just putting it away, I think the better. This is not a thing everyone can just do, but if you can, give it a shot. Just leave your phone somewhere for like a a few hours, maybe an evening or something. I promise you it can make a big difference. This is excellent advice, for sure. Thank you. I did it. I did it, Ashley. I gave excellent advice. (laughs) Today's stories were written by Steffi Drucker and Kelsey Donk and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Turn off your phone, shut your laptop, unplug your TV. Go enjoy a little quiet time. 
Just remember to turn everything back on so you can join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.